Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So Samantha and I, we've been pretty upfront with our feelings about New Year's as we approach the end of 2020 and beginning of 2021. We are not its biggest fans of the the party aspect of it, I guess, all of the trappings of New Year's. Yeah. Um, and we have a tradition, a recent tradition yeah. of wearing onesies and contacting each other. Do you wear onesies? Uh, I, I wore the Spider-Man one. Remember? Oh, that's right. One more, you did you did wear that Spider-Man one. I forgot about that's it. That's right, I did. Yes, you did, <laughs> and we like Skyped or Facetimed and uh, yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Delightfully and that was nice. Yeah, and I got mac and cheese ordered to me two different times that night. Yes, and then we got uh, it the next day, didn't we? Yeah, I had three orders of mac and cheese. You sure, for sure did. I was proud of you. I've. That's I. I mean, it was one of my best New Year's Eve I've never ever had, and that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. I think it was a good one too. And I definitely just stayed at home. Yeah, that's oh, been yeah. my latest tradition in the last two years. Is just to sit at home. That's three years, maybe. Yeah, I think for me as well. And I do want to say I've had good New Year's Eves, um, and I've had good New Year's days. Right. Um, and I've I've done like the huge party thing and had a good time. Right. But I feel like it's. Very, very hit and miss for me, hit or miss. Um, and just it became, I wasn't having a, enough hits and I was having a lot of misses. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think part of that for me being cheap is like, A, I don't want to drive because if I drink, right. And we're all, I, I don't want to endanger anyone, as well as the fact that, yes, police are out on the, you know, streets mm-hmm. ready to go on New Year's. And then B, the fees to get Uber or Lyft is oh, yeah. too, I can't. Like, I just, I yeah. definitely couldn't. So I was like, I'll just stay home. <laughs> yeah. So that's been my thing. But yeah, the next day has been delightful. Several times now, uh, a few friends of mine will get together, go to a restaurant to get the black eyed yeah. peas, collards, and yeah. the cornbread mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I always make sure to have that. I've had many a fun, Waffle House the next day. Well, mm. for some of us, it wasn't so fun, but <laughs> I yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the last few years, especially the last four years, the party, our our crew, because we're getting older. I say our crew, my crew, I guess. We're getting older, and mm. a lot of people have families now and all yeah, that. So yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like a little less and less. Yeah, and, and so in this mini, we want to talk about the pressures of New Year's, particularly for women. But it was funny how many articles I found about people who really don't like New Year's saying like, you know, it doesn't start until midnight. Like you've got to really pace yourself. And then it's so expensive. Like there's like a cover charge to get in and it's crowded and then you got to pay for the drinks and then the food's not very good and you're just not going to feel very well the next day. And it's like kind of all about drinking. And if you don't want to drink, then there's all of that. And then you're putting all this pressure on yourself with this resolution. Right. This is going to be my year or whatever, as if the last year was useless. <laughs> it kind of was, so. Well, I mean, in this particular case. Right. But to I be think... fair, last year, we thought that year was going to be useless. Yeah. Uh, and so, we were really excited about this year. And it's kind of like, yeah. this year has taught me that, no, it's okay. It may be worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was a, the new decade, too. So, we were all like, uh, not only is it a new year, it's a new decade. It's yes. a new beginning. And then they're like, wear sweatpants and stay inside. Right. Okay. <laughs> Work from home. Never leave again. Cool. Yeah, so, 
I think a lot of people are going to be celebrating New Year's our way. I mean, I don't know about the onesie aspect of it, but still I'm missing out. It was, I mean, it was pretty nice. And that video is still up on my Instagram, and it's like a minute long and very embarrassing. So if you want to find that, it's up there. Um, so when it comes to pressures of this holiday, I do feel like there is a pressure to go out um, and to dress up and, so, and something glittery and sparkly. Right. Have a hell of a party. Like, this is the party to say goodbye to this whole year right. and everything that happened in, in that year, good or bad. And those are just high expectations, and I feel you're setting yourself up for a letdown, right. inevitably. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. There are so many things that you're supposed to be doing, and it's such a couple year, like like yeah. a couple year, couple time of year, where if you're not with someone, it's mm-hmm. very obvious. It's overtly yes. obvious. Yeah, and, and so that's one of the things is the kiss. Like oh. there's this pressure to kiss at midnight, and, you know, you start getting the countdown and you're, you're surreptitiously looking around for people to see, like, as a single lady anyway, of like, well, who do, do I want to kiss anybody? Like, am I just going to stand there awkwardly? How weird is this going to be if I don't find someone? Um, and in general, like, this hasn't been a huge problem for me, but one year I was at um, a friend of ours, a friend and coworker, Matt Frederick, who's like the sweetest person on the planet. Right. He was having a huge New Year's party, and it was like I was running a kissing booth or something because I made Ew. out with this guy, and he was like, oh, wow, that was so good. And then this other guy was there, and he was like, oh, I, I need a kiss too. And then it became like this talk of the party of like how I kissed every guy, and I was like, what? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then one time I made out with one of my lady friends. Like, I don't know, made out. We kissed. Um, and a bunch of dudes yelled at me basically for depriving them of a kiss, kissing partner. And I was like, I don't know you and I don't owe you anything. And um, why is this a thing at all? Right. <laughs> okay. I don't, you have the weirdest experiences to me because that has never been a thing for me. I've never been told I owe them a kiss. Maybe I just have that bitch face that we've talked mm-hmm. about before where I'm like, no, why are you trying to talk to me? Are you trying to touch me? What is wrong with mm-hmm. you? To be fair though, oftentimes the parties that I go to, again, are very coupley parties. So I am the one yeah. single person Outside right. of that, so there's rarely the opportunity. I don't. I don't remember going out to out. So I remember last year you went to a 2020 theme party yeah, or yeah. the 20 Roaring Twenties <laughs> party, which yeah. I didn't know what the yeah. theme. I couldn't figure out why the theme was that. Like I'm like Roaring. Uh-huh. Why are you wearing uh, jazz stuff? Yeah. I don't understand. And I was like, oh, the Twenties. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like right. it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I definitely never been around that. I, typically, like I said, I'm with friends, so we all hug each other and maybe give mm-hmm. each other each other kisses on the cheek. Which now, thinking on it with COVID nineteen, <laughs> sounds awful and disgusting. And why? I know <laughs> it does. It but does. yeah, my sister also made it very clear to me that it was a couple tradition because I I've said this before. All of my siblings started bringing. Uh, like partners or people home mm-hmm. at the age of like 14, 15. Like it was weird to me. And I never did that. I, I recently then met the first partner this year. Like my parents, uh-huh. have, I've never brought anyone home right. before this year. Uh, and uh-huh. I'm 40, y'all, 40. <laughs> um, but like my sister would have her boyfriends and if any other couples were there and she would tell everyone to go into a specific corner of the house. It was very specific. And then uh-huh. loudly count down. And it was uh-huh. typically me because I was the one watching the TV and it was single. 
so I could yes. sit there and count down for them so they can all, in their special spot, she was very bossy, <laughs> make a get of a kiss for the, mm. for the New Year's. And I was like, what is happening? But I remember this distinctly because she made sure that it happened every year. And then wow. she was 15, 16 when I, when I moved in. So it was like, that's how that went down. So that's what I remember of that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I also remember watching Dick Clark and the ball drop. Uh, I did one year go for the peach drop, and I was mm-hmm. so miserable. I vowed never to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets cold and crowded. And crowded, that's just and you don't see, but this tiny little peach that barely yeah. drops. You don't even know it happened. You're like, what? What just happened? I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, and you're <laughs> stuck in the champagne now. Um, so apparently this whole kissing at midnight thing on New Year's came from, well, it didn't come from, but it was popularized by When Harry Met Sally, which I watched for the first time last night, by the way. Mm-hmm. And yes, that does happen. Um, so that came out in 1989. Or The Godfather Part Two, which I haven't seen, so I can't verify that. Yeah. Uh, yeah? That's when the Fredo kiss. Oh, well, I don't know what that means, but I know Fredo's like useless, right? You broke my heart, Fredo. That's that oh. line. That's the Fredo kiss. I think, oh. I think if I'm co- correct, because like they do a countdown. Yeah, I've heard it's a miserable one. Like the Harry and Sally one is it like no? Know. Yeah, it's sad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you got two different versions of it there. Uh, the first recorded instance in the U.S. goes back to a New York Times article from 1863. Quote: New Year's Eve is a great time among the Germans who assemble around the domestic fireside in their public halls, their clubhouses, their theaters, their concert houses, and their beer nerpes beer nerps, um, or minor beer sellers to pass the waning hours of the old year with music, song, the drama, and the farce, good cheer and merriment. As the clocks ring out the hour of midnight, all this festivity pauses for a moment to listen, and as the last stroke dies into silence, all big and little, old and young, male and female, push into each other's arms, and hearty kisses go around like rolls of labial musketry with the exclamation, Prost New Year! Hail the new year. Gentlemen and ladies in the bloom of youth heartily approve this custom, <laughs> and their venerable predecessors likewise seem to relish it, if twere only for the sake of old Lang Syne. Huh. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it sounds like maybe people just wanted to kiss and it became a thing. I've certainly, we did an episode on New Year's traditions on Savor, and there, there are a lot of like, Things like that, but most of them are alcohol-based and sharing drinks with people. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Also, I want to put in here, it's a real downer, but rates of sexual assault in general are higher that night in the U.S. That makes sense. Yeah, and I will say another part to our tradition, which I wish would go away, and I know people have been trying to revamp it, and I do love that, do your GU, but the resolutions, for sure, because typically it comes with the connotations of weight loss, I mean, which is completely tied into the single lady thing, because we know our only value is to attract men. Very heteronormative, aren't we? Um, And we can only do that by being really thin and really beautiful, whatever that seems. And I think it's really interesting because right now there's a big conversation about fat phobia and the responsibility of a fat celebrity or those who identify being fat um, because Lizzo had this whole thing. And it's interesting to see what's happening in that conversation. But yeah, it definitely comes with the season too because you're seeing family. I'm freaking out because I've definitely gained weight uh, mm-hmm. since seeing my family. So I don't love going to see my family because my brothers are going to make a comment. Guarantee. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though they're twice my size, they're still going right. to make a comment. And it makes me nervous and anxious. But that's part of this whole holiday thing that's just awful right. because you, you know, relished or maybe you've been a little bit gluttonous or whatever because it is the holiday season and now you feel mm-hmm. guilt. 
Thanks, right. New Year's. Um, mm-hmm. And then the find a partner thing. Like I said, yeah. my family is the epitome of you are not of worth unless you have a partner. Right. Uh, again, one holiday tradition I used to have was going home and having my mother cry about how she was gonna, how I was gonna be alone and die alone. So that mm-hmm. was always a fun part <laughs> of my Christmas traditions. Um, uh-huh. And you know what? Because I was so caught up in that, I I am a little superstitious. I definitely believe in like power of things and you know karma and stuff. But there's a tradition that if you wear pink underwear, that you'll find love. And so one time mm. I did that. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't feel like it worked. <laughs> How recent was this, Samantha? This was a while ago. You're supposed to wear it on New Year's. So there's special right. colors that you're supposed to wear yeah. to bring money, to bring luck, right, and pink right, right. underwear, I think, was one of those things. And I don't own that. So I was like, went and made a special trip to Target. Got to yeah. find that partner this year. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've talked before about that whole, which it's going to be interesting in, since we've been in pandemic, we've been inside, and people are talking about, like, I've lost a whole year of my dating life, essentially. But there is that big push on dating apps after right. the new year where everybody's, like, joining and trying to find someone. So there's that The ads alone. Well. Whew. The ads yeah. oh, alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, this whole resolution thing, there's so many pressures that specific are specific to women. Like, be more organized, take kids to XYZ things, make memories, Mm. um, make healthier foods, have it all. Um, And that's not to say that men don't have those kinds of resolutions um, and that they're inherently bad or unhealthy. Uh, But the pressure to make them is more traditionally on women, I think. And and we know women often face higher expectations. They put them on themselves. Other people put them on them. And there's more burnout because of that, especially coming out of the holidays Social media can exacerbate all of this. We we know that for sure. Um, it's a lot of pressure. And likely women, and particularly women of color, were already doing more than white people, than men. So this pressure to do more is just like, I feel like you're kind of dismissing what, intentionally or not what you've already been doing. Right. And then you're adding more. Right. And it's, it's just too much. It's too, it's too much. It's a whole um, definite like self-esteem thing and, and yeah. sentimentality to it that it doesn't hit traditional male heteronormative ideas anyway. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I'm going to read more. I'm going to do this more. I, you know, thinking that you have to be better somehow. And if you're better yeah. somehow, other people will notice and therefore it makes right. you better. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I just feel there's so much tied up into that of like, I'm not good enough. There's nothing wrong with having goals. Goals are great. But right. I, I think a lot of people approach it from this mentality of, I'm not enough yeah. for whatever reason. Um. <laughs> and I've I've made the be more social resolution, aka meet someone. I've done I've done the things. I've made the weight loss one multiple times. I've done more be more fun, which oh my god, that that year. Um be more productive. <laughs> and then sometimes I make the, I make resolutions like the year I made the be more social, I also made a resolution that was um rest more. So I I'm just I'm trying to get better at that part of it. Um and speaking of, we do have advice. Um and one of the pieces of advice we found a lot was try and separate what you actually want 
from what you you expect. Um, Gabriel Odingen, Odingen, the author of Rethinking Positive Thinking, advises that W-O-O-P, whoop, whoop. <laughs> wish outcome obstacles plan for setting reasonable expectations for New Year's, um, for resolution as well. Um, and my therapist, I think I've said it before on the show, is actually recommending people don't set resolutions in 2021 or that they're kind to yourself or they're taking into account all these stressors and things. like Right. Don't don't put something on yourself and there's so much so much already going on. Uh, and recognizing what you've accomplished. Right. And um, I think there's so many things like doing having a marker and having a boundaries, those are okay. Like having a start marker of like this is the time frame I'm gonna do this. That's okay. But when you start like beating yourself up about it, which happens too often, yeah. like that's that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and I I was reading as part of this research, I found a, a bunch of people's resolutions they were making for 2020, like right when 2020 hit. Oh, we didn't know it was coming. I, it's like a weird time capsule. It's like, oh, jeez. Oh. I mean, I still think about the fact that at the beginning of this year, we were planning to go to Portugal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think I, yeah, we were going to go to Portugal. I would not have seen Star Wars a hundred more times since then. Like, it's wild. We even had a huge plans for, like, like huge, but bigger plans for my birthday. And that got washed yes. away, literally. Yes, literally <laughs> washed away. Thank you, Hurricane Sally. Um, and yeah, I, I know it's kind of a tiresome phrase to hear, but of course this year is going to be different. Um, no big parties. I'm doing my traditional meal, as we said. I'm having some champagne, probably watching Star Wars, and onesies. I think oh, we should yeah. bring back the onesie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will be using, I'll be wearing my onesie. I mean, at this point, my giant comfy... Comforter hoodie, so I don't think I've made this announcement except on Twitter. My mm. partner for part of my Christmas present gave me this giant one size, and I'm putting air quotes around it, fits all mm-hmm. comfy hoodie. So it's literally a portable comforter, um, mm-hmm. and I love it. And I look like a giant tent person, and I love it. Like literally, <laughs> I made a joke about the fact that if I just crouch down, I just become a big like gray ball. It en- mm-hmm. encompasses me so like yeah. depth, like, like it just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> and I love it. So that might be my onesie for the year. I'll just put Google yeah. guys or like a headband on there that's like oh, animal yeah. themed. Maybe. I like that. Maybe. I like yeah. that. Yeah. But that's yeah. going to be my New Year's because, uh, yeah, this girl's going to be staying in. I say mm-hmm. game night maybe with a few mm-hmm. friends and just texting everybody a gift that says Happy New Year's. That will be my thing. <laughs> I like it. Get that gift ready to go. Yeah, I'm good. I've got it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, listeners, we would love to know what you're doing for New Year's. Um, Any pressures you felt, if you have a onesie, uh, (laughs) you can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Thanks. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 